The Batteries Included podcast is brought to you with United Chargers. United Chargers presents the Grizzly range of EV chargers. There's the original Grizzly Classic, a powerful, heavy-duty, portable EV charging station built to withstand the toughest conditions. The Grizzly Duo, a dual-port unit designed to charge two vehicles at the same time. The Grizzly Mini, a small, portable charging station built with an indoor-outdoor-rated cast aluminium enclosure. And the Grizzly Smart, a revolutionary smart EV charger. All Grizzly chargers come with a convenient 24-foot cable and the ability to adjust the current from 16 amps all the way up to 40 amps. That's 9.6 kilowatts, plus they're IP67 rated. Built in Canada with the highest quality materials, order yours now at unitedchargers.com. That's unitedchargers.com. Hello and welcome to the Batteries Included podcast. It's March the 1st, 2024, and this is episode number 26. Thank you very much for joining us. On today's show, we'll be talking about Ford EVs now able to char- to access the Tesla Supercharger network, Tom driving the Polestar 3, Kyle driving the 2024 Volkswagen ID4, and of course, much, much more. I'm Dominic Yoni. Joining us today is the scintillating Mr. Tom Logney, Senior Editor at Inside EVs and host of the YouTube channel State of Charge. We also have the megastar Mr. Martin Lee from the EV News Daily Podcast, which is available on all the best podcast platforms. And of course, Kyle O'Connor joins us from the majestic, practically palatial halls of Otispec Studios, where he produces high-voltage videos for a number of YouTube channels. So good morning. Hello there, everybody. How you doing? Hello. I hey just gonna, I just gonna switch you around here, Tom. Okay. <laughs> it was, it, I was getting it's making my OCD all funky. That bothers me also. So you're not the only one. <laughs> Get it right, damn it. All right. <laughs> I, we're gonna blame Kyle for that. Um, for some reason, I don't know why. So uh, I, I forgot to ask before the show, Martin. If if we have a EV News Daily Weekly reporting roundup today. Yeah, I mean, it worked It worked last week doing it live with a free son of excitement that I could cock up at any moment. So let's do it live again. All right, Man, let's good. do it. Oh, no, now? Okay, right, there we go. It started so badly. <laughs> Red Tesla Model 3 featuring the performance enhancements uh, that we know are coming with ludicrous badging was filmed in, on social media in Valencia, in Spain, uh, with a contrasting front splitter, new aero wheels, different trim, and uh, red brake calipers on this as well. So we knew that the kind of so-called Highland version of the performance was coming, but we think it'll be a ludicrous now seeing the badge. Uh, Tesla, the film crew, asked this person to stop taking pictures. It was all quite secretive, which tells me something's up. Polestar was uh, commencing its manufacturing of the Polestar 3 in China this week with plans to extend production to South Carolina by mid-2024. The Renault Scenic E-Tech won Car of the Year at the Geneva Motor Show up against the BYD Seal, Kia EV9, Peugeot E3008 and the Volvo EX30. Yeah, World Car of the Year, not World Car, European Car of the Year. All EVs, aren't they? Interesting. Uh, New Jersey plans to gradually eliminate the sales tax exemption for new and used EV purchases over the next three years, according to Governor Phil Murphy's budget address. Apple officially discontinued their decade-long project to develop an EV, making the end, uh, marking the end of uh, one of the most ambitious endeavors at Apple. The Volkswagen ID4 is about 12% of VW of America's sales uh, last year. There's a new 82 kilowatt hour battery option this year and the return of the $7,500 federal tax credit because of the SK on batteries. 
Elon Musk claimed that the upcoming Roadster will do 0 to 60 in under one second this week. BYD's luxury arm Yangwang introduced the U9 electric supercar. Uh, following its first vehicle, the U8, which is an SUV. Uh, the U9, unveiled in Shanghai, is a two-seat car, uh, about $250,000 equivalent, with 1,300 horsepower, a motor on each wheel. Tesla installed over 500 free charging stations in their parking uh, car park of Gigafactory uh, Berlin, accessible to everyone. Uh, they look like the Tesla wall charger uh, just on stands in the outdoor car park, available to the public to go and use as well. And they're free. This is Tesla doing what Tesla do at their very best. That's alongside the V4 superchargers they've also got there, which I think went online last November or something. 78% of American EV buyers have used the federal tax credit from the beginning of the year as a down payment, according to the IRS. Uh, the separate credit offering up to $4,000 on the used cars, also available. Uh, out of 25,000 Americans who claim the credit this year, 19,500 used it at the point of sale. Xiaomi introduced their first electric vehicle, the SU7 at Mobile World uh, Congress. Uh, the SU7 is a performance sedan. General Motors reintroduced its presence in France. The Cadillac Lyric launched over here in Europe this week, marking its return to the European market. It's been on sale in Switzerland already, I believe, expanding to Germany and more markets towards the end of the year. Renault unveiled the Renault 5 electric super mini at the Geneva Motor Show, marking a return to their retro styling. €25,000, about £25,000, and it'll be one of the most cost-effective electric vehicles on the market. IM Motors, which comes from SAIC and Alibaba, unveiled their electric saloon, the L6, this week. They're working with Audi on EV development in China. Has an 875-volt architecture and charges at a peak of 396 kilowatts. BYD's first cargo ship, the Explorer No. 1, docked in Germany this week, full of... 3,000 BYD electric vehicles for the European market. Hyundai advanced their production timeline for the new Georgia Meta plant. They're going to begin EV manufacturing in Q4 this year, earlier than the 2025 target. And a new gigafactory for electric vehicle batteries for Tata. So Jaguar Land Rover's parent company will be established in Somerset, not too far from me, in that direction. Or maybe that way, uh, adjacent to the M5 motorway, which is big news for the UK. And you can find out all the things that go on in the world of electric vehicles every day uh, by listening to the EV News Daily podcast. <laughs> Got away with it again. Got away with it. That was awesome. Thank you, Martin. That was great. <laughs> That's the EV News Daily weekly reporting roundup. So I guess we should kick off the news part of the show with, with the news that... Ford, um, the Ford electric vehicles can now charge on the Tesla supercharger network. Uh, we've known this was coming for some time, but now it is real. And owners of Mustang Mach-E and Ford F-150 Lightnings can reserve a free adapter from Ford until June 30th of uh, this year, after which it's $230. With that adapter, they can use the Ford Pass to activate a charging session on most version three or in version four superchargers. I think they could also use the Tesla app, if I'm not mistaken, as well, but also the Ford app, which makes sense. It covers all the all the networks. I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll talk about how that all works 
in a second. Um, if you have a Ford Focus EV, of course, you're out of luck. Um, I, th I thought Tom was going to be the first person not working for Tesla to do this, actually. But while he was on a plane flying back from driving the, the Polestar 3 in Sweden, which we'll talk about later as well, uh, Kyle here grabbed the glory and was, <laughs> was actually, I think, the first uh, to, to do this. And he edited and published the video of the experience like immediately after. So, you know, by the time I woke up, this is already out there and on the news and it happened. So I guess, Kyle, what are the, what's, uh, tell us about this experience a little bit and what, what do Ford owners, uh, what do they need to know? Yeah, well, and, and Tom also did have the opportunity to charge his lightning shortly after I did. Yeah. And we were actually at the airport at the same time as I was heading here and he was heading in. Right. Um, however, we just missed each other a little bit. So the, um, the, the, the thing is Ford and every other automaker that's committed to NAX started honestly, because Ford did it. If Ford never switched to NAX, this, none of this would have ever happened. Um, but, but I think we need to go back a little bit and just, you know, lay the stage, which is the reason this happened is electrify America charge points, you know, distributed network of, of owned units and EV go. Those three are the three big powerhouse, you know, conglomerates. And when it comes to charging, and I wouldn't consider ChargePoint a network since they're individually owned, many of them, but they all suck equally, like maybe not equally, but they all suck in their own way. And so, you know, I think we've seen improvements in, in recent memory, but even then just running into annoying bugs and weird things. And one thing has remained constant, which is while the Tesla supercharger network is not perfect out of, you know, thousands and thousands of what are they up to almost 20,000 stalls combined across all uh, Tesla superchargers um, in the US I think there are 50,000 globally uh, right. dispensers the you know the the network is pretty damn reliable it's pretty great so Ford I guess you know we, we hammered everyone on the networks we always do and I said okay let's let's get the supercharger you know Ford got the supercharger access I was like I got to get this story this is amazing this is everything we cover I'm all about road tripping DC fast charging networks this is our world and we were lucky enough to be among the first 20 25 I don't even know how many I saw a bunch of influencers and and different Ford enthusiasts get the adapters but they offered us an adapter and I said hey well can I just be at the first supercharger with the truck whenever you're doing the thing they said yeah it's in new jersey that was easy enough i just popped on a plane grabbed a lightning and just woke up early there was no real plan they're just like anyone who wants to come can just show up throughout the day but i okay. you know, was, was up at 5 30 in the morning just waiting <laughs> and i was like okay when can i plug this thing in <laughs> and it was and it worked great so i took an f-150 lightning to a Tesla version three supercharger. By the way, not all version three superchargers are open. Only the ones that have the the upgraded DC meter and the CCS comms module in them. Uh, okay. And so right now it's, I don't know, it might be that 15,000 number, but it's not every version three supercharger out there. There's still some stretches, like especially through Wyoming, but I'm not even sure if there's any V3 chargers up there. They may just be V2s. Um, South Texas that, too is kind of Southwest or west texas yeah. looks a little bit southwest mm -hmm. yeah stretches are a little bit empty i was just looking at those so it's not every supercharger but it's a ton and i mean really yeah. you can go so many more places and and have a backup plan now at, at worst case so ford provided and tom will give you a demonstration and, and, a, and a breakdown but they provided this which is a, a ccs to nax uh sorry 
a NAX to CCS adapter, J3400. Um, it's nice, silver-plated copper. It has a little release pin in here. I'll let Tom go through all the details, but it's got like a pretty pretty strong latch on here. They had a, I saw their drop test unit that had been through a bunch of abuse and it looked pretty good. Uh, and that was an earlier prototype than this one. These, by the way, Ford provided them to, you know, early access people. Um, these are prototype adapters, but they're pretty much series production. They just didn't come down the same series line. So we have to send these back and then oh. we get uh, a new one, a new series production as soon as they arrive. So um, I think there won't be a time when we don't have the adapter, but I just wanted to make that um, known. Um, what else should I say? Yeah, you get full charging speeds. This will do 500 amps. Everyone's saying it's a 10-minute timer. Yeah, for it's 10 seconds. Or is it 10 seconds? 10, minute, 10 minutes. But it's not the case. The adapters have no counter in them or anything. It just goes by vehicle request. And then if it needs, you know, if it gets too hot, it'll interrupt the current. But the, there's no 10-minute timer in these. I confirmed that with Ford, and that's just i don't know why they say it on their website and i think it's just because that's what their vehicles will request that's the thing kyle that, that ford wanted to clarify that the vehicles will accept 500 amps for about 10 minutes and then drop down to 300 amps and, and people confuse that with the fact that the adapter can only do it so that that's the basis of it i think i tried to clarify it a little bit in my video yeah and then some other interesting items about the adapter this adapter was designed and engineered by tesla if, if anyone's really curious about this and everything. Um, we did a whole podcast with Robert, who's a charging engineer for from Ford on the Out of Spec podcast, and talked a lot about the intricacies of of this. Um, and essentially, um, yeah, the the thing is, it's designed and engineered by Tesla. Ford is distributing them at no cost to Ford owners, which is awesome. And uh, what's cool is it works with plug and charge. You uh, once you have the vehicle set up, you can plug in and then you can charge. However, I actually think similar to Electrify America, Tom, uh, you cannot get the Tesla membership pricing with plug and charge. You have to manually activate it. Do you know if that's true? Have you played around with that at all? I think at this point you're correct. Um, I don't know if that's something that they're going to change, but at this point, I don't believe you can get the discount. Hmm. Yeah. So, okay. That's crazy. So anyway, the big story is you can take a Mustang Mach-E or an F-150 Lightning, go right. anywhere you want to go and just plug it into a supercharger. You're good to go. There's going to be, of course, cable gate, cable length issues, making sure we're not blocking stalls. The thing is, if there's an F-150 Lightning or a Mach-E charging, just park right next to them because then mm -hmm. you're not adding an additional break in terms of stalls. And uh, I'm very, very excited about this. I'm going to go on a huge road trip with Tom, actually, uh, testing all this out. So we have a bunch of fun stuff coming up, and I, I really can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a great week coming up, I think. Um, so, Tom, you, I understand you took your own personal F-150 Lightning, and you can see it here on the screen. This is uh, your, your video that you put up uh, from your experience there. Um, so I guess you had no problems. Do you have any further insights into the actual experience part? No, not really. I mean, um, uh, one thing I want to add is the uh, uh, Kyle had mentioned correctly that Ford's given these adapters away to current uh, owners. It's for all, it's for Lightning, Maki, -E, and also E-Transit owners. Uh, oh, and it doesn't e matter if you're the uh, original purchaser. It goes by VIN. So if you own the vehicle now, you qualify for the adapter. Um, and this ends June 30th. So you've got four months to get your free adapter. If you don't fill it out and apply for your free adapter by June 30th, you've lost it. And if you buy a Ford electric vehicle 
starting on July 1st, no free adapter. Now you have to buy it. So there's a four month period now where if you either own a Lightning or a Ford EV now, or you buy one in this interim, you fill it, your, the thing out immediately uh, and you'll get it. It's going to take a while because there's, you know, there, there's, you know, potentially 60 or 70,000 that they have to send out. Now, I know not everybody knows about this and not everybody's going to ask for it, but there's a lot of adapters and I talked to Ford about this and they confirmed, yeah, this isn't going to be like fill it out and, and you get it tomorrow. Right. Um, they're probably already building up a queue. Some of the people that were really into this and knew about it were like just waiting and immediately filled it out. Uh, kind of like, you know, Cybertruck, you know, if you didn't reserve one that first hour, you're, you're going to wait a year to get it. So right. it's going to take a while. And, Is it going to um, take a year, though? It, I, I don't know about a year, but it's going to take a while. Uh, okay. You know, don't forget Tesla. Uh, Tesla's making these or, you know, I mean, they, they engineered it, but they have a, 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 a manufacturing company probably in China or Taiwan making the things. Um, th th they're not the only, Ford's not the only outlet that needs them. You know, Tesla, t th th there's going to be multiple outlets and Tesla's going to want to sell them themselves. So, you know, I don't know how how many they're how quickly they're going to be able to ramp, but it's going to take a while um, for sure. And I got there yesterday at about two o'clock or two fifteen. As you guys mentioned, I was flying home from a, a trip uh, in up in the Arctic Circle, which we'll talk about a little bit later with with Polestar. Uh, and I got the call about a week ago from Ford, maybe a little bit more than a week ago, saying, you know, February 29th, we need you you know at a supercharger at eight a.m. Uh, you know in New Jersey, and I'm like. I'm going to be in Sweden. And uh, there was like a pause and they're like, Tom, we're doing it in New Jersey because you live in New Jersey. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and, and I'm like, well, you should have let me know a little bit earlier because I'm, I'm not going to be here. And I was supposed to come home on Friday, but I was able to, I was staying an extra night in Stockholm because the flights were messed up trying to get connecting flights. Cause I had to take two flights to get to where it was a really remote place. But I was able to we were able to move around the flights and get me home yesterday, which which I'm, I was appreciative of Polestar for uh, for doing that. Um, but um, you know, and then when I showed up, uh, you know, I, I was talking to Ford, and I'm like, "You didn't do this just for me." They're like, "Tom, you were one of the major reasons." They're like, "Of course, you know," and I'll say it wrong because I'm going to just call him Marquise Brownlee from now on. That's going to be his <laughs> name. What? How I'm going to? I'm that's what the name I'm giving him. They're like, you know, he lives in New Jersey too, so they're like, oh. we're very cognizant of you and him. And uh, that's that's probably the two main reasons why we did this in New Jersey, because I asked for it uh, ages ago when this thing becomes available, please, I want to be the first person to use it. And Ford promised me that they're like, you will we, we won't let anybody do this before you. But I was like, I'm on a plane. I'm like, well, I guess you're going to let someone. They're like, well, we tried, Tom, we tried. And they did, which I really appreciate. And I'm so glad it was Kyle to do it, not somebody else. Um, Cause I feel like that's the same thing as me doing it. If Kyle, if Kyle's out there doing it. So um, it was really cool. It was a good day. I got the video up at 1am last night, which is probably not a good time with YouTube algorithms to launch a video, but that's when I was done editing it. And uh, I didn't sleep for like 33 hours and uh, got it up and uh, everything worked. Um, one of the things that's going to be interesting, you guys talked a little bit about finding stations that, um, that, are, that are currently open. In Ford's uh, charge assist, it, 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 it's listing the superchargers now, the ones that are V3 and the ones that are turned on. But there's a new supercharger that's like eight, no, about 10 miles from me. I haven't even been there yet. And um, it just opened up like three weeks ago. 
And I checked today because I have to, I want to do a lot of testing. I want to test the other adapters I have. I want to see if my Rivian and my Bolt will charge on it, all the stuff, which I don't think they will. There's other people reporting that the other vehicles are not working when they're trying to do it, but I'll try it anyway. Um, and, uh, but it wasn't coming Actually, up on. Tom, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I, yeah. I tried it last night and I couldn't get it to work, but someone brought up a good point, which is maybe because you have a Ford Pass app. Maybe you can try activating it with the Ford app. Um, we can nerd out about it in, at, at the end, but I just wanted to get that point out there. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm hanging hanging my hopes on because it'll be cool if I get to do it. Um, and um, so now I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? I'm uh, so sorry. Oh, no. uh, where was I going with this, guys? Help me, help. Uh, new um, supercharger. Oh, yeah, so the new supercharger. So, yeah. Right. So it didn't show up on charge assist, but it's a brand new site. I'm like, how can that thing not? be you know why did why would they just turn it on two weeks ago and not have it ready to go so um you guys might know pete bremy who's uh, my friend i know kyle knows yeah. him kyle's met him a few times he's always in the comment stream he's not yeah. in the comment stream today because this morning he took my lightning and the adapter so i don't have it here um i have the other two <laughs> knockoffs if you want to call them but uh he took my lightning up to that supercharger to see if it'll work because I, I want, that's where I want to go and do all my testing today. It's the closest one to my house, but I don't want to drive the two vehicles up there and then have it not work. Um, so he's up there testing it and uh, he sent me uh, a message like 10 minutes ago. It worked. So I'll be up there today doing it. Uh, but the interesting thing, what I'm getting to is it's going to be hard to know what stations work because that didn't populate in the Ford charge assist, which is really the best place to go right now. If you use like um like Google, uh, I did my Google navigation to to the supercharger yesterday, and it and it said like your vehicle won't work here. So um you know in Google, so the charge assist is currently the best way for Ford customers to know if that supercharger has been turned on. But in this case, it wasn't showing the supercharger. At least I guess it won't take you to one that isn't turned on. You know it it might not show all the ones that are currently open yet. But I'll be up there later testing. Pete should be here. Um, any minute I told him to come back and I'm actually going to bring him on the show and thank him for coming. He's going to hand me the adapter and he'll hang out here while we're, uh, while we're doing the podcast, you guys will recognize his name, uh, in, in the com because he's always in the comment stream. He's a real, really good guy. But, um, yeah, so that's my, that, that's what I have on it so far. I didn't do all the testing with these other adapters and the other vehicles yesterday. Number one, because I didn't have enough time. And number two, I didn't want to crap on Ford's day. You know, this was right. this was Ford's day, their their coming out party. They were so happy. So they've been great to us, giving us the adapters, giving us the opportunity to do it. I didn't want to say, oh, and by the way, you don't even need this thing. Look, you could buy these. And, you know, and, and this is going to be a whole discussion on safety. I'm going to do a ton of testing with these. I'm going to put infrared thermometers on them. I'm going to test them for long times. You know, I'm, I'm going to bake them in heat lamps. I'm, I'm going to do all kind of stuff to try to figure out if if these things are are worth considering. I mean, off the top of my head, you'd say, well, Tesla engineered the one. That's probably the one you should go with. But it's not that simple. People are going to not want to wait for their adapter if they have to wait That's three or thing. four months. And, or a and year. listen, these are going to be available. People are going to be buying these, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to figure out which ones are safe enough to endorse or not even endorse, but, you know, I will at least, because we know there's going to be a lot of other ones. And some of them are going to be junk. And I'm going to say, don't buy this one. You know, I might end up saying this about one of these, the A to Z or the electrons, but I haven't mm -hmm. used it enough to to really figure figure that out. They might be engineered just fine. Uh, you know, I, I know that I've had extensive conversations with these companies 
I've talked to their engineers. I've seen their facilities in China. They sent me pictures of the, the facilities, heat testing and, and water intrusion testing and, and, and you know, constant load testing and everything. I know they're, both of these companies are actually trying to make it as safe as they can. And according to the UL, the new UL, I think it's 2552 standard. Um, but let's see. You know, it's it, you can't go wrong if you get the Tesla one. But I'm, I'm not going to rule out saying the other ones will work okay too because we've seen a lot of other adapters on the market that work just fine and a lot of them that are crap. But we'll try to figure out which ones are worth saying. You know, if you can't get the Tesla one, you know, this one's not a bad alternative. Just, you know, keep an eye on it. And so, so as I with anything, keep an eye on the Tesla adapter. I've had followers tell me their Tesla adapters have failed in the past, mm -hmm. the, the other sure. way around. Kyle burned his out. Well, Kyle could burn out, you know, <laughs> something that was, you know, engineered by NASA for the amount of usage he gets. But, um, you know, so, uh, you know, if, if it's going to burn out, the best uh, alter, you want one that just simply fails. And you take it out and throw it out. Not that it melts your plug in your car or something like that. So that's what we're going to try to figure out, which ones are worth considering. I have a feeling. So Donovan oh, Lewis. Oh. Someone's here. Okay. Peter. There I am. I'll slide over a little bit. All right. Okay. So it worked. Hey, it worked. Pete. Give me my adapter back. <laughs> right on. All and right, he's branded so as well. Look at that. He looks, he looks the real deal. Yeah, oh, yeah. Pete's got all my swag. You see, he's got a state of charge. He was doing official state of charge work, so he had to wear the uniform. <laughs> of course. And, uh, Pete's an interesting guy. I, I, let, let me just take for a second. Um, yeah, you guys might know the uh, – he's actually – he's the coolest guy in the room here right now. You, you, uh, Some of our older followers might know the rock band Vanilla Fudge. Uh, Pete's the bassist for Vanilla Fudge. And if you don't know who Vanilla Fudge is – um, do you know the song "Keep Me Hanging On," which um, not the original version, the the re, the rock remake version that's slow? That's Vanilla Fudge. I mean, they've that Led Zeppelin used to open for Vanilla Fudge when they first came to the U.S. And uh, uh, Pete wasn't the original bassist back then, but he's been for how many years now? Almost twenty years. He's been the bassist. So, oh, and there he is, <laughs> rocking it. Yeah, I, I've been to his concerts, and uh, you know, he's he, they, they still uh, kick it. Right on. Nice. Yeah, Pete's uh, the best, uh, you know, long-time long EV follower, I would say. Really knowledgeable. He should just be a regular on the show. <laughs> well, he is. He's in the comment stream all the time. And Pete's also a Tesla Model 3 owner. He, he's had a Model 3 for, um, like, over th three, three and a half years now. Four and a half Four and a half years. Four and a half years. Yeah, you might have remember I made a video about four months ago when he hit 100,000 miles. We did a review on his his Model 3 with 100,000 miles still right. had like 93% of its original capacity. That's he good. takes care of his, his Model 3. He charges it pretty much mostly at home, supercharges it some, but, and he has his, his charging rate knocked down to 24 amps. So he charges okay. it slowly. He charges it every day, the kind of things you, you really want. And it's proving that it, it works, you know, 100,000 miles, 93% of its battery capacity. So I can't argue with that. Really? That's, those are good numbers. Right. Um, All right. Well, so, that's that's pretty much it on the Nax adapter. Okay. Well, there was something I want to mention. Uh, so Donovan put it in the comments. He ordered uh, his adapter from Ford at eight thirty a.m. yesterday, and the website says it'll get it in May. I saw someone put it on on the on threads yesterday. They had like a I thought they had like a a year away from now. No, it's not point. a year. Can't be a year. No, I've never okay. seen it. Take a while. Hard. I don't. I don't think a year. I was talking 
loosely with Ford yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, don't quote me on this because I don't have sure. the best memory. And I was up for like, like I said, like 36 hours straight at the time. Uh, I, I think they were saying they're expecting at the most to be like six or seven months. But okay. don't quote me on that. But I, okay, think then- that's what, I think that's what they said. But still, there's going to be a lot of people that don't want to wait that long. And right. you can get one of these now. So, like, I'm not endorsing them, but I'm just giving right. you your options. We haven't tested them yet. Um, I have a feeling Kyle and I are going to be testing these um, uh, perhaps soon. Um, and uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, we should. Well, yeah, know, why not, right? So, um, yep. Yeah, I have anyway. a feeling a lot of people aren't, aren't going to want to wait. They just want get, to get get something as soon as they can. You know, at least all a handful. Maybe, you know, the people who, you know, travel a lot, basically. They're 200 right? bucks, Dom. So, yeah. You know, a lot of people are going to say, you know what, for 200 bucks, if I get to use it for six months until I get my Tesla adapter, it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll yeah. put it online and sell it for like 110 or something, you know. So right. it, it might not be a bad strategy. If you really want to use these now, um, pick up one of these. I'm sure it's going to last six months. Um, you know, it would be an epic fail if it didn't. Um, and, uh, you know, until you get your Ford adapter. Although here's the caveat. Tesla has, quote unquote, banned the use of non-approved adapters from the network. Now, they have no way of enforcing that, just like EVgo and Electrify America have banned like all adapters except the Tesla adapter from their network. But people use them all the time. It's really more of a liability thing. Ford Mm -hmm. didn't ban the use of third party adapters. And we're getting very in the weeds with with the wording, but Ford will not endorse the use of any third-party adapter and defers to Tesla. So Tesla's banned them, so Ford kind of banned them, but they wouldn't say we're banning the use of of any other adapter than ours. They said, we will not endorse any other adapter but ours, but they do want their customers to use the official adapter. But they stopped short of saying, we're going to ban you from using them. They said, but, you know, we we want you to follow Tesla's advice, and Tesla has banned them. So, (laughs) Right. We got we have people arguing about four or five string bases in, in the comments. That was, that was great. I think I think Pete plays a four string, right? Do you pay a four string or five string base? Um, yes. I said do, well, <laughs> awesome. four, five, and six. Oh, four, five, and six. Okay. okay. Oh, six. Okay. Well, this guy can play. You guys, right? if you ever get a chance, if Vanilla Fudge is playing in your area, um, I know it's you know it's old rock, but they put on a good <laughs> show. Still, it's worth it's worth going to see. Yeah. Love that. All right. Um, so I want to mention also that uh, so Rivian is going to get access to this. Uh, be, be, before oh, we move on, Dom. Yes. Is that right? If I just jump in, please. Okay. Cool. Um, quick question. Uh, because from a, a European here, we have CCS two. On CCS one, I know that you've got the latch that goes into the car. Obviously, I can see there's another latch that goes from J thirty four hundred into the adapter. What happens if you push that down while it's charging? Is is it an instant cutoff? Is there yeah. any way you can? Yeah, yeah, it just breaks the pilot signal, the control Straight, pilot, like immediately. Yeah, yeah. it it breaks the contactors under load, so I wouldn't stop the charging session by doing this. Hell no, but but it can work. I mean, like each car is probably rated for five hundred or a thousand cycles of that. It's probably not the end of the world. Okay, mm. and. In your video, Kyle, you mentioned that you're about to go on a big road trip. You might be commencing it soon um, using that prototype adapter and that the Ford would keep you updated on which ones you can use. I've also seen coverage, you know, the, the Tesla supercharger map on their website has now got an option as well, which says, you know, 
supercharged. Yeah, that's what I've been using is the yeah. Tesla one. But then Tom and Pete just found that one that wasn't on the map officially working. Yeah. So in terms of, it's great that they're opening it up for, you know, the likes of Patrick and Liv and the other guys that were there with you yesterday, um, Kyle. But in terms of the everyday Ford driver, is there a hard date when it's an official launch? Don't know about that. No, I, don't I know. mean, I think I can't the, find the hard date official launch was yesterday. And the yeah, adapter yeah. ship, as soon as the adapters start rolling, you're good. I've heard of Ford EV owners already getting the supercharger update as of yesterday publicly. Me that too. were not part of this program. So as long as they have the adapter, which in theory, the one of the ones Tom has can work, they can have the same access we have. So okay, right. it's not, you know, not, yeah. nothing here was um the, the only kind of special access that, that Tom and I and the other sort of early access folks got was the official adapter. Um, and this is four weeks away. But the non, you know, again, I don't recommend them, but the non-official uh, ones will work. And and we also got the update early, Kyle, besides the adapter. I My, my vehicle's been updated to use this for like two weeks now. So, you know, yeah, that I didn't know. I just borrowed one of their cars. It didn't even show me the update, but I did. I do know that non people part of the early access did get the supercharger update yesterday. Some of yeah, them. At yeah, least. I, I might have been the first one because when they contacted me a couple of weeks ago to tell me that this was happening, you know, um, Ford Com said, look, as soon as the um, updates ready, we're going to push it out to you. You'll be getting it in a day or two. And, uh, you know, one day I just went outside and, and it was there. And uh, I think I sent you guys a screenshot of it. We could, we didn't put that, obviously, publicly, but I posted it in our chat that, yeah, I got it and I'm ready. So uh, it just, um, I wasn't here to do it. <laughs> but it was good. I was able to get back that same day. Yeah. So I, I was saying Ford is the very first one, but there's other automakers that will also gain access coming soon this spring. And Rivian's already announced that they're going to get, gain access in the month of March. So sometime in the next 30 days, uh, spring actually happens on March 19th this year because it's a leap year. Um, so I kind of, I don't know if it's good. They're going to, I don't know when it's going to happen within the month. It might only happen after the 19th, but who knows? And after Rivian, we also have General Motors, kind of big it, i think they were i think they came on board the thing before rivian so i kind of think they might also happen this month as well because i think i think tesla wanted to do it sort of in the order of you know so that means people. gm is next then right i would think so yeah that's I what i kind of expected they haven't they haven't really communicated anything about this yet it's like uh no. nothing over there right now uh, I so think it's one of the things that Ford has done best, actually, is the communication. communication. Mm -hmm. I think I think Jim Farley leads it because mm -hmm. he's clearly an enthusiast and he likes to. He's also brilliant with people, so they they also wheel Jim out to talk to enthusiasts and owners clubs, and and he's also you know because some CEOs just look stiff talking to you know sure. <laughs> members of the public not to be rude but <laughs> um, like the, the likes of you and i human beings you know having things like empathy uh you know interpersonal skills but i think jim so he is such a regular guy that you could imagine yeah. just having a beer with oh and oh, by the way i run a massive car company um but also they've really let people across the company speak on this and i think that's so impressive that ford trust their employees obviously they'll have like media training and stuff and they they know not to get sucked down rabbit holes of dodgy questions but um uh, but and they and and they've really either throughout the ev programs as well put their 
staff front and centre, and they've just communicated it so well, and that's the frustration with GM, is that really only Mary Barra speaks, and normally it's in an official capacity of an event or, you know, a call or something. And so we know very little about what GM are doing with this. Right. And, and Jim's been so good, Farley, up front with this. I mean, he was posting on social media of him charging, you know, and uh, I'm actually interviewing him in about two hours. I got... Um, one of oh. only two interviews that Ford's that Jim's going to do on this topic, and mm-hmm. I grabbed one of them. So you could look that uh, up on uh, my channel soon. I'll hope to get it up at some point soon. But uh, Pete's going to take off because he can't hear what's going on right now. I've got oh, okay. <laughs> he's oh, going to sit in the other right, room right, right. and get uh, on his phone and listen. But I just wanted to introduce him and let him say hi to everybody. Right. And uh, hey, Pete. Um, thanks for uh, checking out that supercharger. We'll be up there right after the show. I actually have to wait until Ford calls me and do the interview with Jim. Then. We're going to shoot up there, and we're going to do all kind of testing with my Rivium, with my Bolt, with these other adapters. We're going to we're going to see what works. Okay, cool. guys. Right. See you later. Cheers, right. Pete. See. You. Thanks, Pete. Yeah. Before um, we move Tom, on, I, I carry on. Oh, Tom, did did you swap your tires back to stock? No, I have to drop that off after the podcast. But just don't forget. No, no, no. I have an <laughs> I have an appointment. I've le- I booked an eleven. Should we tell everyone what we're doing? I, I think we should because yeah, I yeah, almost yeah. think it would be yeah, cool yeah. if yeah. people meet on. us. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. I think that's going to hold up the plan. But you, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you no, do. It if you hold want, up the plan, we, we we plug, we unplug, and and that's it. You know, they'll they'll understand. We got to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah I almost think it would be helpful. All right. So Kyle and I are going to drive from New Jersey to Florida, thousand miles. Right. So which um, part of Florida do, you, do we know yet? Fort Myers. I heard Fort Myers or possibly Jacksonville. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think we, Jacksonville. Yeah. So it's, okay. I, I mapped it out. It's it's exactly. It's like nine hundred ninety miles. From, okay. From my house to there. Yeah, we'll make it a thousand. Yeah, we'll make it a thousand. It'll be a thousand mile, quote unquote, race. Won't be a big race, but it kind of is a race because we're always competitive. And here's the thing: Kyle can only use superchargers. Okay. We really didn't decide this shit who was going to use what, but I assume well, you want to use I, the supercharger. I'm glad you decided that because yeah. I was looking forward to an easy yeah. trip. Thank you. So, so <laughs> Kyle can only use superchargers, and I can only use uh, CCS stations. Probably Electrify America. I'll, I'll just make it one one thing, and we're going to see who can get to Florida first. And he, Kyle has the same truck that I have, an F-150 Lightning, same trim. Um, you know, Lariat. It was on purpose. I gave Ford the parameters of the truck I wanted to borrow. So it matched Tom's. (laughs) Even insisted on the same color. I don't know why, but that's Kyle. (laughs) Um, And uh, so, so, uh, but you'll be able to tell which truck's which because I have my, my light bar tinted. So, um, so we're going to, we're going to drive down. uh, We're going to leave at some point Saturday. I don't know when. I still have no idea where I'm going to stop. I haven't even looked at the network. I've been flying. I've been traveling and everything. I, I, I haven't planned this out at all, but um uh, you know, along the route, if if any of the followers happen to meet us at Superchargers and, and Electrify Americas, uh, you know, since I'm going to be taking Electrify America, I'm not I'm worried about the charging, but I'm more worried about the stations not being available because Kyle's going to roll up and have 10, 12 superchargers at every stop. And I'm going to be fighting for like <laughs> one of three working stations. So like if I don't lucky. I, like if if our followers, if I could, we could figure out maybe I'll um, eat post my email or something. If you guys can just happen to be charging your car on a 350 kilowatt station for an hour before I pull up, I'd love it because then you can just pull out and I pull in. Now I'm not, you know, 
I'm not recommending you block anybody else's access or anything, but um, it, 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 it would be great if I could just pull up. Um, so, you know, be charging, of course, you know, just, you know, just don't charge at home that day and, uh, and, and, and go plug in. But I don't really know how we could do that. You know, it, it would be really difficult. Um, so, so you know, are you going to live stream? Or are you going to sure keep, keep up on, on Twitter know. or something? I, I, I probably won't. We, we can Twitter update everything for sure. Yeah. Um, or, I think yeah, okay. um, it's going to be an out-of-spec motoring video, of course, and then Tom will do stuff for his own channel. But I think actually Tom has the most interesting story because I think what makes sense, Tom, we didn't decide this ahead of time, is if you run CCS down, uh, and I think you should open it up to any network, make it all public networks against yeah. Tesla, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. and then use Tesla on your way up. And then you'll have the exact same reverse oh, yeah. um, network to network comparison. True. true, yeah. true. No, I, I, th I think that's a plan. And, uh, and on the way up, I'll, I'll use all three different adapters. You know, I'll just play around with them and, and, uh, and, 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 and do that. So it, it should be fun. Um, honestly, I don't, I'm worried about my state of health because I am exhausted. I had an exhausting week in, in, mm. in Sweden. It was great, but the tra it was like, you know, 40 hours of travel for, 12 hours on the ground or something that like, you know, it was, it was, it was brutal. And then came home, recorded, it was up to one o'clock doing my video and I'm just beat, but um, we'll, 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 we'll figure out. Oh yeah. Kyle mentioned before about, do I have an appointment at the tire shop? Because I'm running the BF Goodrich KO2s right now on my truck. We can't do a comparison with those. Um, so I, I'm going to swap them to my stock tires today. So uh, for, for the, for the trip, we'll, um, it will be tire to tire, you know, and, uh, and it, you know, pretty, pretty fair comparison. Same, same vehicle. I might, you know, my vehicle, I got 20,000 miles on mine. I've done a lot of DC fast charging. I might have six or seven less kilowatt hour in the pack than Kyle's brand new lightning has. So that's a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, but, um, you know, it should be fun. You know, I haven't looked at the map yet, but I'm just pulling it up. All you do in your Tesla app is you go here and you go to charge your other EV, by the way. So let's just look at this together. So I am currently in San Francisco. So I got to look on the other side of the country over here. Uh, so this is the route that we're going to be taking. Oh, whoops. Let me get it on camera here. Uh, and it's uh, looking pretty empty at the moment. But there we go. These are all the available ones. And obviously, there's a bunch in the New York area. I'm just looking here. If we go south, let's have it populate down this way. There we go. Yeah. This is a big stretch. Look at this. There's a big stretch there, one big There's stretch. A couple mm -hmm. big stretches. So this is from, let's just look here, Benson, North Carolina. Yeah, so ben, basically North Carolina 95 is closed down. So I'm going to have to go from Virginia, Stony Creek, Virginia, to Benson, and then do a huge stretch to Somerton, South Carolina. And then there's another stretch from Georgia into Florida, as it let it populate here, maybe that is populated. No, there's no way they got to have. No, some... no, there's, there's, there's some stations down there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I actually, I hope to hook up with you all too from Atlanta. Cause I'm going to be in Atlanta probably so Sunday we're not morning. Going through Atlanta. Oh, right. But I'll, I can swing over to 75 or 95 or whatever from there and kind of. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, I, I think it's going to be, you know, Tom and I are not going to be together and we're not stopping to say, Hey, at least right. I'm not. Right, <laughs> we're here to win. Yeah. So I'm yeah. actually going to bring my dad with me, which will be tons of fun. So um, yeah, he and I'll be in in my truck, and yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the little road trip. So, right. Yeah, and I hadn't considered bringing someone because I thought yeah, we were going to be one on one. 
So may, maybe I'll see if somebody can take the ride with me and take a little bit of the load off driving. That might be. That yeah, might absolutely. Be cool. Yeah, get absolutely. your head down, get some. Yeah. I would take my wife, but she. Yeah, take Meredith. She's in Prague. She lands <laughs> oh. at 5 p.m. on Saturday. I don't know if. Okay. You know, that's. Yeah, it's we're, a bit late. You know, we're going to yeah. be gone by then. Oh, yeah. Which, which right. of course, she's not very happy that she's been in Prague for like a week and like I'm leaving <laughs> for three days of the day she's arriving. And I'm like, oh, by the way, and I can't pick you up at the airport. So uh, oh. get an Uber home. So uh, I'm going to be in the doghouse. You're going to be in the doghouse for sure. It won't be the first time, guys. Trust me, it won't be the first time. But it's right. going to well, be so- a good story. I mean, we really we have access to the first uh, you know bit of this network with the adapters. We got the same truck. Let's go show the actual benefits or not of this network because both have plug in charge. Both should have the same experience. And in fact, my experience should be worse because Tom can just natively plug into the truck. I got to find this thing every time. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. So uh, also, Kyle, we got to figure out where we're going to leave from. You want to leave from my house? Yeah, 100% here. I'm thinking that kind of makes sense. Um, or we make it even worse. We leave from like 50% at your house. Uh, <laughs> just, just to make you it got more Tesla. charging. <laughs> no, let, let's, let's leave fully charged. <laughs> yeah, gonna be, makes sense. Gonna be, makes there's going to be enough stops, Kyle. Let's leave fully wow. charged, for Christ's yeah. sake. Get me out of New Jersey before I got to stop once. All right. So I just want to mention before we move on to that. So, um, so GM should get the... Uh, Adapt to get access to the supercharger network super soon as well as well as Volvo and Polestar. And in talking about Polestar, so Tom, Kyle have, has you beat on charging the lightning on Nax first, but that was only because you had an incredible weekend up in the northern tip of Sweden in the Arctic Circle to drive the Polestar 3. So for those who don't know, the Polestar 3 is a premium SUV coming to the U.S. this year. Uh, typically with new vehicles, automakers hold a first drive program and invite dozens of journalists to come drive the new vehicle. But this wasn't that. This was a different thing. So I don't know. Why don't you tell us what happened? Yeah. So I was definitely, I had uh, charge jealousy of watching Kyle plug in while I was on the flight uh, coming home. We haven't talked about this, but I know he was jealous. Don't shake your head. No, I think I, I think know he was jealous yeah, he is such a Polestar fan, and yeah. I got to rip it in the Polestar three on frozen lakes in the Arctic Circle and just drive into snowbanks, slide it sideways. They're like, you can't hurt it. You know, we're, you're on a lake, and um, you know, we had uh, studded tires. You know, an interesting thing, Kyle, was the, all the engineers told me they use the Michelin studded tires. They said they're better than the 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 Hackers for for ah, their vehicles. Be. Because I was shocked when I saw that. I was like, you don't have the Nokians? And they said, believe it or not, these Michelins, they said, these Michelins and the Nokians are by far the two best, you know, tires for this weather. It's not even close. Like, if you you have to have these. The other, you know, all the other brands are like way down um, as far as their testing shows. But they were started tires. And, um, yeah, we, um, we, you know, these these were pre-production. So I didn't get to do things like, you know, ADAS and, you know, Android Auto and all that stuff. A lot of stuff didn't work on the vehicles. This was just, it was an Arctic drive is what they called it. It was to show how well their vehicles do in extreme cold weathers. Uh, Two weeks before we were there, it was negative 55 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Um, now there was a heat wave when we got there, so it was around zero. Um, you know, so it really wasn't to me. It was kind of like New Jersey, you know, at its worst. You know, um, okay. so it wasn't that it it wasn't that bitter when we were there, but everything was frozen, and um, so we got to just rip it around the track and really push it. And um, you know, I mean, Kyle would have loved this because I mean, he's you know. That, that's Kyle's wheelhouse. It's not my wheels. I sure I enjoy run, running around a track and sliding sideways and, you know, um, doing all kind of crazy stuff like that. But Kyle would have that you couldn't have wiped the smile off his face because they were just like, here, do whatever the hell you want. Oh, you, you can't hurt the car. Just, you know, you know, test the limits. And I my my first run, I was I was in the snow, um, you know, and uh, but I got better as the day went on. Um, and I, honestly, I never dr- drove on a lake. I, ne- I never drove on a frozen lake, let right. alone on a racetrack on who, a frozen who lake. Who has? Yeah, so um, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I was going to say if Kyle <laughs> has. So, um, but uh, yeah, it was um, it was really, really, really a good. Uh, the the Polestar Three, it, you know, it's so funny. We go on these drives, and I oh, so often say this, um, and maybe you know. Uh, now I want one. You know what I mean? It was like uh, uh, I, oh, yeah. I said that about Lucid Gravity too. Uh, okay. But you know it. It really, yeah, this, it performed amazingly. And we, they had both the performance version and the dual motor all-wheel drive. They were all all-wheel drive. They don't, it doesn't come in a, in a two-wheel drive version. Uh, right. And, um, uh, you know, we, we both of them just ripped. I mean, uh, and then there was a straightaway where uh, I got up to 190 kilometers an hour. I haven't done the, the conversion, but that's got to be what, like 110? 110. No, uh-huh. it's what, more than that. 15? Is it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it felt like 200 miles an hour. On ice. Well, 200 yeah. is 124. Yeah. Yes, 124. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, so I, just I, short I, of that. I, so 115, yeah. 120. Yeah. No, yeah. This isn't the straightaway run. This was just me. Um, actually, I, I, I should have done it later in the day when I was getting better. This was, I, I wanted to get the content. So I put this, this was like my first or second run. Oh, this um, looks awesome. Around, I would love around, this. Around the track. Yeah. And, um, oh my God. Uh, yeah. It was, it, it was, it was so much fun. And, uh, well, how was the uh, balance of the car? Was it pretty rear drive? Could you could you drift it or is it because Polestar 2 is very 50-50 neutral. Um, what's the balance of this one? So, so you could drift it somewhat with stability control on, but but click it off and you can totally. And that's uh, oh, Kyle, you probably know, great. know him. Yeah, he yeah. is a genius. I got 20 minutes in the video with him and me just talking um, and him t- talking how they set up stability control and torque vectoring and everything. So, um, yeah, I hit the jackpot. Getting if, if I knew you were with Joaquin, I would have, would have said um, if you could get me the Polestar one chassis setup that he uses, cause I'm still trying to dial in my, my, I was Polestar with the guy car. that you, that owned your car. Um, what's his name? Gregor. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, he was there too. And he was like, that's my car that Kyle bought. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, and uh, but he left. He was only there for the first day. So even though yeah. I bought his car, they didn't invite me to Sweden. I mean, come on. This <laughs> Here's is, the thing: this is such an out of spec trip. <laughs> it, it, it was, but in Polestar's defense, three people were invited. That's wow. it. Eric Tigwell from Motor Trend. Um, uh, got Andrew. I forget what his last name is from like a big EV news outlet in Canada. You know, cold weather. So, so and me. That's it. Okay. Nobody else got invited. So, you know, the, and, and I even said that to the program manager. I'm like, you know, you know, Kyle, like this is right up. You know, he's pissed. And they're like, we know he's not upset. We know he's upset about not getting invited. He's, they're like, but just tell him, look, th- we had three slots, you right. know, and, um, you know, you know, we, you know, we think long and hard about who's going to get invited and so forth. So, um, 
you know, yeah, uh, we're, we're still I, tiny. It's it, okay. I was it would have been your, yeah, you're not tiny. You're, you're yeah, huge, yeah. but they have reasons sometimes beyond what we think about, not just about yeah. the total views that the video gets. Like, you know, there I've talked to media people in, in other companies about, they're like, sometimes it takes us a month to, to select like 12 people. Like we, we have meetings on it. It's not just like, Oh yeah, this, 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 you know, and they, they have like strategic reasons. I think it's all crazy, but they, they do. And, um, they knew you were not happy about it, so let's put it that way. Um, uh, so, but th- that's that's me getting back for you, back at you for taking. Yeah, honestly, first, I would have uh, swapped that charge. in a you know, I, I, I think you know. Listen, I don't want to take anything away because this was an awesome trip. Um, but I was not happy that I wasn't able to get in charge charge first that you got that. So this is my way of rubbing it in a little bit. I'll send you some of my videos because I have more videos that I haven't even downloaded yet. This all came. I came home last night. I've just been working on this. I've got videos like of just sliding sideways around turns and everything. I'm going to put it all in the, uh, in the video. And uh, I'll, I'll try to make Kyle as jealous as possible because I'm jealous that he posted that video about the first Nax charge. So there we go. Uh, Got to get go. back That's at him fair. somewhere. That's fair. Yeah. So, so thumbs up for the Polestar three though. You had a good yeah, feeling it, about it. it? Uh, really, really good feeling about it. Okay. You know, I mean, the price is tough. Um, the price is high. You know, it's it's 83, six for the dual version, right. a long, a dual motor long right. range and 89, six, you know, for, for the performance, um, you know, you get and, any but, kind of option. It's well, even with destination and and handling, it's over ninety thousand dollars for the perform for the performance version. Do you get a high performance, fantastically engineered, you know, machine, you know, a work of art machine? Yes, uh, you know, Polestar's. I, I love Polestar's. I I just love sitting in them. When we yeah. when I arrived after my second flight, they gave me a Polestar two to drive to this destination, which was like three hours and, and I drove three hours on ice roads, you know, on the Polestar too. And it, it just, you know, even that I was having fun with and Polestar just really does a good job engineering their vehicles. Um, nice. And, and this is no, 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 you know, it, 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 it's, it's not an, uh, different than the other vehicles. They're fantastic vehicles. They're going to be making it in South Carolina. It'll qualify on a purchase for half the federal tax credit. But if you lease it, you get the full t- federal tax credit. So, you know, you, you can, you can save a little bit there. That's my only concern is the price. If this thing could have been in the sixties, oh. you know, or 70,000, you know, it, it would, have uh, everyone would buy them uh, because it's a, it's a wonderful vehicle. And I so did some DC fast charging too. That's in my video. I couldn't believe it. This tiny little town. We're in um, Yukmuk, and Yukmuk. Um, yeah, and uh, um, uh, what's, what's that? That's Chris's video. This is Chris's uh, video. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tom's yeah, like, yeah, hang yeah. on, that that's yeah. not me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, How did I've I get? Yeah. So oh yeah, I'm talking I've about been... U.S. journalists that were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. right, I'm right. like. I'm like, that's not Eric, and it's yeah. not me. You know, it's not Andrew. Well, it's so funny. You know, I was on the phone and, with Eric the other day, actually talking about some stuff, and that's cool that you got to spend some time with him. I I really like Eric. Yeah. So um yeah no we we, we it, it was a good trip but um you know they really nailed it with it the cost is the only thing in my opinion that's that's going to hold it back. Uh, Polestar's a performance brand. This is a performance vehicle. Um and we were talking about in this little town of Jukmuk. Sweden out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I walk out of the hotel when I get there. I'm like, I'm going to go a little walk and, and walk around this cool little town with all these houses with five feet of snow hanging off the edges mm. of them and everything. Nice. And I turn the corner. There's an Ionity station with nine Ionity stations in this town of like, you know, a thousand people. <laughs> and I walk awesome. on the next block. There's a supercharger with 10 yeah. superchargers. I'm yeah. like, there's 20 DC fast chargers 
I don't think 20 families live here. (laughs) (laughs) And just such charger jealousy of like how, you know, I don't know how far I have to drive from my house to get 20 DC fast chargers. And like, that's just how they, um, you know, it's just better in the Nordic States. They just, they have the infrastructure and that's why there's so many um, EVs out there because they're easy. It's easy to charge. Absolutely. And, and what is, did Chris Riffa say? Did any of you guys see that? Is as he said, I don't, is he trading? Uh, Chris is, is a good friend of ours. Tycon? I think Martin knows or him as well. He is a Tycon Cross Turismo. He's now, I think, just going YouTube full time. Has a Norwegian channel. Subscribe to that. And uh, yeah, but uh, you know, the next car purchase, the always, we don't know what he's going to get next. Maybe <laughs> he is a Polestar guy. He's so, saying he's, he's selling his yeah. Polestar CT or his Taycan CT for a Polestar three. Yeah, he loved, he loved the so Polestar I guess he liked three. it. Yeah, absolutely. It was, well, it, looks, it, was it was a great experience. It looks great. I'm yeah, shocked sure. at how well it handled. But I didn't have a reference. Like Kyle's was driven on lakes. I I didn't really have a reference. But the thing is, I was on a, a relatively tight track going like 70 to 80 kilometers an hour on turns with with stability control on. And I didn't have to work. You know, the vehicle was just taking me through the turns. And, you know, I mean, most people don't want to be sliding sideways on turns, you know, like they, they don't want that. They want the opposite. They want the vehicle to just do the work for them. And so they're safe with their families. And, um, you know, and then if you want to do that, you, you click the stability control off. And, and I was, I was honestly shocked at how fast I could drive and the vehicle was composed and not kicking out and just pulling me through the turns. As long as, you know, you do the right thing, you have to kind of know how to drive, you know, accelerate through the turns and not, you know, jam on the right. brakes when you think you're going too fast. You got to let the right. car take, take through. But if you, if you let the car take you through around the curves and turns, it did it, you know, painlessly. It was just, you know, just as simple as anything. It was very easy to drive at relatively high speeds on on ice, and that really impressed me. Maybe other vehicles do it too. Like I said, I don't have experience, but I, I, I was really surprised at how well this thing drove on ice. Well, that's been the magic of Polestar 2, really safely tuned, really nice, but there's never been that drifty character with Polestar 2. Now with the new rear um, you know, primary axle, maybe there is. But in Polestar 1, in my car, and in Polestar 2, like Max is, um, there's no ESC off. There's just ESC Sport. Were you able to go full off on stability control in this one or just turn it it way down? It says off, but, uh, you know, Joachim told me that um, it's not fully off. It's it's mostly off, you know, and and it felt mostly off to me. I mean, you know, totally different, completely different driving characteristics with it on and with it off. You know, and, um, you know, that's why I ended up in the snow <laughs> in the beginning, you know, when I was like, okay, yeah, this, you know, I've got to, now I've got to drive it, you know, before it was driving for me, but now, now I got to do some work. All right. Um, so I just want to mention too, is this a case for people don't know the Polestar three, it has a range of, it has an EPA range of 315 miles with a performance pack. Zero to 60 is 4.5 seconds, so 517 horsepower. It runs on the Android Auto OS. And like uh, Martin said at the beginning, production has started in China already, and it will go into production here in uh, South Carolina, Charleston by Charleston uh, later this year. And uh, also, so right, Pulsar went through some things last week, I think it was, where Volvo um, 
gave over financial responsibility kind of the company back to Geely. But since then, Pulsar has also secured like a billion dollars in external funding. So things looking okay for the for the immediate future. It's still a young brand, really, but this is like their second product coming. So you know they're not necessarily like out of the woods. It's like a, a new company. You know, new company car. New companies are hard, and. Uh, but yeah, it looks like they got the products at least lined up. So that's I always think that's you know the thing. You have a, have a good product, and and the business will come. You know, build it, and they will come. I thought that was the interesting thing about the way that was reported. In that Polestar was always an offshoot of Volvo. Volvo's been right. supporting Polestar, um, and if you've driven a Polestar, you know it's all Volvo bits, and uh, and that's that, that's all that's a good thing. And then so the parent company decided to let Polestar stand on its own two feet a little bit more. So less under the wing of Volvo. Mm-hmm. Volvo's business unit won't... Because it's loss-making at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and Polestar say that they'll be break-even soon. Um, so that takes that liability off of Volvo's books. Um, and then Geely will... Uh, the parent company will... Fi- like all of the Geely brands, and it will be a separate vertical within that. Like you say, Dom, a billion dollars of funding uh, injected into the Polestar this week. And yet, what's so interesting about the way that any EV news is reported right now, and we've discussed this, we know where this is because legacy media, uh, you know, a lot of media uh, need your clicks. And negative EV news, whether you're an EV fan or an EV hater, it seems they've discovered this formula that people will click on those articles. And so that was, all of it was reported like, you know, Polestar's going, Volvo's uh pulling out a Polestar, Polestar be the next one to go bust along with Rivian and Lucid. And you see these and you think, uh, why is why is EV news in the last 12 months being reported so negatively, not just by the mainstream media, but I see our colleagues in the motoring press falling for it as well and, mm-hmm. and going along with this negativity. And whether it's the, the, the data, whether it is how many EVs are being sold around the world, whether it's the growth story, whether it's this incredible news from Ford yesterday, let's give them their weekend in the sun and their moment in the sun, and then the others can join and GM and Polestar adding to the um, uh, those adapters. Um, there's just so much good news around EVs. And that's another one. Polestar is this incredible bit of Volvo that has been interesting and performancey and racy. And they've made a car company out of it. And that's an amazing success story. Like whatever we talked about on last week's podcast, like Rivian's quarterly revenue, like Dom, you told me it was something billion in the quarter. That's their revenue. And where did they come from? Billions, yeah. They've gone from zero to that. It was crazy. I know it took Tesla 17 years, but they went from zero to that. And come on, these these are huge success stories. In the battery industry in America, tens of hundreds of thousands of jobs are being created in the US battery industry alone from new factories. And so... It's amazing how that Volvo Polestar thing got reported so negatively all over the place, and it's I, I see it as the opposite. So, right. The Polestar reps that I talk to, and of course they're going to put positive spins on anything, everything. We're just kind of like, look, it, it's our time. We, it's our time to walk. You know, Volvo's been holding our hands and, and helping us through this process, but like a child that you know, it's time for them to go off on their own. We're at that point now where we're ready to 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 go off on our own and. Geely is going to support us, and uh, we're 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 comfortable with um, with where we are right now. And uh, it's time for us to have our own identity, and not just you know be referred to as a sub brand of Volvo, which a lot of people you know called them. So uh, we'll see what happens. Sorry, I'm just doing a little bit of math here. EVKX, can you please stop giving us money to ask to talk about baguette holders because it's a brilliant story, by the way. Yeah, we'll the talk about it without money. 
That is the best <laughs> meatball feature on the it's... planet. <laughs> I'll happily talk about the baguette holder. Um, and um, one that's of the... That's about $10 in, in uh, US, US funds. The Nokia yes, thank Corona. you. Thank you, EVKX. Uh, so yes, one one of the best videos that I saw on this... I mean, obviously, all the, the, the all the videos around the Running 5 are great. And we love Johnny Smith and Late Break Show. Uh, but Autogiffel, for some reason, um, he was particularly frisky in this video. And... Um, I, I don't know why, but it's it's, and I think it's uh, the, I the cameraman. Seen it, Thomas, I did, yeah, I was it Thomas, is... Thomas was just, you know, it's partly like one of my best friends married a German uh, girl, and and Germans have a brilliant sense of humor. It's such a cliche that Germans don't have a sense of humor, but um, uh, Germans have a very particular sense of humor. They love the British. Many of them love the British sense of humor as well, like 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 Monty Python and stuff. But um, uh, he was particularly uh, frisky on this one, like innuendo, and he had the baguette. Older, and he's talking about length of baguettes and i'm like all right thomas you thomas. you're doing okay <laughs> it's a great video it, it, it was laugh out loud funny but because he he's so deadpan like he just delivers right. it as it is he knows what he's saying um but anyway yeah Renault 5 does come with all the goodness and it's on a brilliant platform and it's going to be a, a cheap small city car um Renault 4 Renault 5 and the and the, the, the platform developed alongside Nissan and Mitsubishi um but it does come where the gear stick would be with yes with a baguette holder um and they're embracing their frenchness and and that's cool and it's Bring not it, baguettes i love it absolutely and it is a, you know if you think i'm being uh you know sort of leaning on cultural stereotypes i mean you know we've holidayed in france many times and it's just a thing like you go out in the morning and you go down to your local bakery and you know a lot of those local bakeries are obviously there's sort of chains are expanding and franchises and stuff but so many small bakeries do still exist and it's a thing you go and get your baguette in the morning um and uh, so yes it exists and uh, it's in the new renault 5 and i think it's brilliant there it is because there why is. wouldn't you want <laughs> i mean that's the perfect place i suppose for kyle starbucks equally right it looks too small actually for that that giant starbucks that you drink i'm still waiting for a cannoli holder for new jersey <laughs> cannoli holder uh <clears throat> All right, um, so we need to talk about something. Oh, right. So, Kyle, let's, uh, we should probably move along a bit. Kyle, you drove something last week. Not a new model, but something that's seen a big improvements to the powertrain. And, of course, we're talking about the 2024 Volkswagen ID4. You drove this car in Europe about five months ago. So this car is just about to show up in dealerships here now in the U.S. Uh, in this month, I was told this month. So maybe remind us of all what we're getting and what it's like to drive it on the Angeles Crest Highway. Yeah, and the least important part of this story is the new powertrain. It is all <laughs> infotainment, software, all of that's the big really? stuff. Because most, really? yeah, most ID4 owners drive around at two miles an hour in the left lane and then they charge to 100% for an hour. So, you know, this is the ID4 <laughs> owner lifestyle. They didn't need more power. No one, no ID4 owner said it needed more power. <laughs> Uh, but it, uh, it's got a lot more power. It's like two seconds, zero to 60 faster in the base trim, uh, spec for spec. And then, um, yeah, re really more efficient. That's great. Um, so your 100% charge at an EA station will get you even farther down the road. But a lot has uh, changed here. So uh, ID4 came out in 2021, I think it was. And they had the first edition, 21 and 22 for the U.S. market were German-built cars. They had a 77 kilowatt hour usable pack. 
with the 130-ish kilowatt peak charging speed. It was like minimum acceptability. I drove one across the country. Um, great driver assistance. Really nice. Car. I always liked the ID4. I know a lot of people hated it, but I personally loved it. And, uh, you know, the infotainment wasn't great, but once you just like throw up CarPlay or whatever, it kind of stayed out of your way. And um, ultimately, we've had some big improvements for 2024, especially in the world of infotainment. So suspension, chassis, tuning, that's all pretty much the same. Um, but we now have up to 335 horsepower, it's 060 under five seconds. It's not a racer. I, mm -hmm. I mean, it would be so cool if they did an ID4R or an ID3R would be oh, really yeah. cool. Um, but you know, for, for just a, you know, model Y long range competitor, it seems to be a, a great package until you hear the price. I'm going to start with the price and then I'm going to get through the updates because all of this needs to be taken into context. The one I drove, which is pretty much probably that same one pictured there. I drove an all wheel drive, okay. um, with, uh, you know, the pro S package, which is the middle spec, not even the top spec with the good sound system and the big wheels. Mm -hmm. I drove a middle spec one, which is what we're looking at. And it was 53,000 and a bit dollars, which is $3,000 more than a model Y performance. Right. It so is eligible for the full $7,500 tax. It's a Tesla model Y. Right. So, okay. So it's still, right. It's still the same gap. Right. It, <laughs> it, it is. is except and, and, and Volkswagen says it's the only foreign automaker to get the full $7,500 tax credit. But I just don't know how that's true because the Mercedes EQE SUV gets it. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. It's in Alabama. It's under 80 grand. And I'm pretty sure it gets the full 7,500. I don't recall seeing I that hope on the someone list. Will correct me. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't know that it's on the list of cars. Okay. I don't well, recall then maybe they're right, but they should be on the list at least um, right. because that unless one, there's some battery components that maybe are not from yeah but that was like in the battery factory for that for that vehicle power or that vehicle plant and it was like right down the road i mean the cells may not come from there but the final right, the minerals so i mean everything's like yeah, the minerals yeah, yeah, yeah. where they source all that kind of stuff it's all yeah, yeah cer certainly so anyway it, either way it gets the 7500 tax credit okay so the car has gotten faster which it didn't need to be and it got the pricing stayed the same, which it needed to go down. So what really what's going on here? Um, the lease deal should be good. And I think that's where and, and talking to our local Ed Carroll Volkswagen dealership in Fort Collins, 80 plus percent of them are on lease, like and mm -hmm. almost all of them are leased and almost all of them are from older people. Uh, so that's one thing to keep in mind in terms of software and things like that. It is incredibly snappy. Same system basically out of the ID7. Uh, you know, it, it now supports great route planning. It will get you to the to a charging station all the way down to 3%, tell you to charge to 50, 60, 70, unplug, get to the next one, dead. Love that. It also has plug-in charge and on-route battery preconditioning and manual preconditioning. And it even gives you a little bar to tell you how how. I guess preconditioned you are and what the current fast charging um performance of the vehicle would be if you That's were to great. plug it in right now it's really have, just like Nikon, they got all the stuff i have a screenshot of bjorn newland doing that in the id7 which i'll try if i'll try and find it in time but as kyle says it's so cool because it says um when you arrive at your destination you will charge at 155 kilowatts if you precondition now we might get you 170 hit this button to start and hit this button to stop and um Nice. It's very Tesla. 
It's yeah, this isn't really it. It's actually better than Tesla in this regard because oh, Tesla doesn't really tell you this. But here you can see I was it was suggesting I could get 69 kilowatts at that time. And you can see this bar. I only had a little bit warmer I could go, but it wasn't enough for it to kick on the manual preconditioning button for me. So, yeah, it's very yeah, cool. Really good. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Very pleased there. Uh, also, you know, just just in terms of vehicle functions, it's got the backlit control logic now for the climate control and volume slider. So it's like just nicely refined. To me, it's an infotainment. It's an HMI update. Um, and uh, yeah, there's there's the optimization on the rapid charging. And so you can start and stop that. That start battery heating. This is a, a still from Bjorn's video. Um, turns into stop battery heating. If you think, oh, hang on a minute, I'm using up too much juice, just getting it ready. Um, very, very customizable, total control, buried deep in that, um, which is great. If you don't want to use this, that's brilliant. And if you do want to use it, that's brilliant too. And thank you, VW, for just listening to the community. And I know the, I know implementing this isn't the work of a moment. And this is probably us whinging three years ago on this podcast about, oh, I wish things did like work like this. And it, that's the lead right. time. And I'm sure some stuff is quick. Um, but it, this is like to see a company like VW, which, okay, Struggled. has had software issues, you know, you know at, at times. Yeah. Um, I, this is brilliant. This is so good. Yeah, it's great to and see, man. Oh. It's the best implementation I've seen yet. And that is yeah. one of the things that I talked to Polestar about. Um, and uh, you can't manually turn on preconditioning. And, uh, no. you know, they had us up there for this, uh, you know, this Arctic drive and everything. And, you know, when we started talking about preconditioning, they said, oh, yeah, the, the, the car will precondition, you know, um, automatically. And I was like, okay, well, that's great. You know, if it knows it's going to a DC fast charger. But if I, if I, if I know where the DC fast charger is, I don't want to put it in my nav. Let me just hit a button and, yes. and turn it on, you know? And, yeah. uh, and I was like, why can't it do that? And, um, everybody kind of just like looked at each other, like, we, we don't know, uh, yeah. but, but we'll get you the answer. And I haven't gotten <laughs> the answer yet. And they promise it the next day, which this discussion now reminds me to shoot an email, um, before I, I, uh, do my article for inside EVs on that and, and, uh, and get an answer. What, what, what's the reasoning for not allowing, manual preconditioning i don't the, understand the, i don't get it i think they're afraid people are gonna do it the wrong time or you know just it deserves a whole Volkswagen topic did. but I, i'm not the biggest fan of manual preconditioning only because i think you have the opportunity to lose a lot of efficiency on your drive yep. and so if you can yeah. tell it you're going to a fast charger leave it up to the systems to at the last minute time it so it just gets to the temperature as you arrive and you don't want your battery preconditioned to a fixed temperature for most charging curves you might want it warmer if you're arriving at higher state of charge some vehicles like uh, egmp stuff though they just always take full power if the minimum cell temperature is above 21 degrees celsius regardless of state of charge and anything mm -hmm. so there it kind of makes sense uh, we have it on our ev9 that's cool and i just time it so it warms up in time but ultimately we're installing dc charging at the office and we're about to put in a real juicy charger that we haven't told anyone about to do our charge curve logs inside um that's not going to be a public charger there's no way i can tell the car to precondition and the next closest charger to me is 20 miles away and the car is going to say oh you got 20 miles of driving we're not going to precondition <laughs> right now so i gotta yeah. i mean manual conditioning is an important thing for our kind of testing and you know what i really like about it kyle the way with the implementation that volkswagen has done um for the educational reason people will begin to understand how this works 
Whereas, you know, people just don't understand now. I'm sure you've had a ton of times people plug in, you know, uh, you know, uh, an EV in the middle of the winter and they're like, you know, why, why am I only getting 50 kilowatts, you know, and they just don't know. And this without trying teaches them like, oh, so if the battery's warmer, if I warm it up, I can charge faster. And I think that's part of the whole learning curve that we need over the course of the next six or seven years because most people it's their first ev um that's another part of the reasons why i love this because it's going to help people understand how this works yeah and on the on the polestar for anyone wondering i have you know i've worked out it's very it is very consistent it does work very well um, but the only way i can force it to do it is on the app and so if you set your departure time on the app it will precondition if it's cold enough before you leave that's when you so that you don't leave the house with any kind of um, little snowflake icon on the screen and that you've got full performance from the battery. But like that, that is, that's different. So if I show you on the app, like that is different to climate. So climate's up here and that's when you precondition the car to, to be nice and warm inside. But down here, you schedule the charge. And so I've just been used to scheduling the charge to finish when I'm about to go on a journey and then the battery's toasty, but it shouldn't be like this kind of working out how to hack the system. And then when you're in the car and you navigate somewhere, it will, it'll put in whether you like it or not, it'll put in stops. Um, you can remove them, but that's fine. But we shouldn't have to do this kind of hacks. It should be much more like that VW screenshot. If I bring that up again from Bjorn's video, which is just, Hey, this is the speed. When you arrive, we think you'll get this speed. And that way, if you, it's really cold and you're about to, DC fast charge, and you see it's going to say 75. It will start to teach you, like, hang on, that's different to what I had yesterday. And you'll, you know, you'll know why. Yeah. Uh, um, right. Anyway, so, nice work to Volkswagen. Really yeah. nice work to Volkswagen on the software. The ID4 is a really nice package now. It's finally usable. It's finally you can put, I can put my mom in there and she can get down the road and it will plug and charge. You don't have to fiddle with apps. It's a really nice upgrade. Um, and in fact, you know, Alyssa's mom drives an ID4. She's on her second one and she does huge mileage. And this is someone who doesn't even know how to turn on her cell phone. And she has managed to get across in the early car. So I don't want to make it okay. seem like it's impossible. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a lot of, I was tech support for a long time. So at least with this, I think I would have to be less tech support. Right. And and it has bigger range now. So maybe need to, Charge, I think it's minor. Less. Okay. Yeah, it's same, right. same okay. battery. Oh, that's something I we should talk about. it's 82 kilowatt hours. 80, 82. I that's, have 82 and 84 in different places. No, they're Sorry? saying gross capacity 82. It's still 77 usable. Okay. Because I saw 77 in some places and then 82 and then 84. Yeah. I've lost. I don't think there's going 84. on last night. And the ID7 and the new bars do get the bigger, but it's only bigger by a few kilowatt hours. And so yeah. it's just it's enough to throw you off. Usable. It's like. It's like that like usable or gross, so it's it's not like an obvious difference. So okay. it, do, it can catch you out. Yeah, but Volkswagen used to stay in usable capacity, and now they've gone to gross capacity, which is really a bit confusing. Right. Yeah, okay. which is of no use to any owner because all I care about is what I can pull out of the battery. The um, sounds better than eighty-four, I believe. And uh, well, they they must be using a weird voltage uh, calculation there because it's, 350, it's 350 volts. Yeah, but it's technically rated at eighty-two seventy-seven. And there's two battery suppliers right. um, in 2020. Oh, and the other thing is the base car gets no updates. They were just like, if you buy the small battery, you get the old right. infotainment, the old motor. 
small oh, screen. Really? The infotainment is the same. Yeah, it has the, the small oh, screen. It yeah, doesn't God. even get the new infotainment. Wow, uh, that I makes no that. sense. To, this is no. when you go, okay, <laughs> what is going on? Has to be on every vehicle. It's such yeah, yeah. Oh my God. a better system. Wow, I didn't weird. know that. Yeah. So that so weird. okay, but but there's a lot more to dig into here a little bit. Uh, so on 2023 model year, this is the first year of Chattanooga U.S. localized production ID4. There was an SK and an LG battery, and you never knew which one you were going to get until it came to delivery day, and it said it on the window sticker. And you were either getting – you were getting pretty much the same capacity, but you were either getting 190 kilowatt peak or 130 kilowatt peak charging, and you just didn't know. And that to me was the biggest scam of the century. That was insane. Yeah, that's, that's so kind of... now everything gets the SK better charging one. Okay. So if you get a 2024 model year, you no longer need to check the window sticker. They all come with the better charging battery. Man. Wow. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. So the price is only really <laughs> the big issue here. And oh, someone says I'm incorrect, but I confirmed this with Volkswagen. So tell me how I'm incorrect. I'd really like to know because I talked to the product manager of ID4. It says VW VW software doesn't. They bumped the. No, that's different. That's different. Both oh. oh, both SK and LG can charge to 190 kilowatt. Whereas Mark says LG was 150, got bumped up to 150. Says no, this is it. Shouldn't be this confusing. Yeah. Uh, I right. I don't know. Maybe the product manager, the, also the product manager for ID4, didn't know the difference between kilowatt and kilowatt hour. So I'm not <laughs> sure. Yeah, I just I just had to throw that out there. Not to be mean. Not to be I mean. Know. Not to be mean. But uh, and someone says at least on his 2021, they hmm. bumped it to 150. I heard they were okay. getting a bump, but I didn't think to 190. Right. I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, let's see some pictures. I guess, and you know. Yeah, yeah, but if it got bumped to 190, then I got to retest that battery. So that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is the way that it, it should always go down to the the minimum number. So I know it would, it would hobble some cars, but it shouldn't be a two class system where you just wait to see delivery day. So all right. Oh, so, I didn't know that. So yeah, my fingers across. This is the prices, the dealers that like get some put some markdowns on it to help make it more competitive price wise because you get the the id for the 2023 is pretty competitive now i think at a lot of dealers you know it's like way below msrp and actually if you go to the volkswagen website i think they're really pushing a big lease deal for their 2023 probably trying to clear out that inventory but uh yeah so uh Get some time left, Kyle. I just want to hit really quickly. You had a video this week comparing the uh, two different Kia EV9s, and it's like a super popular vehicle with three rows. And I just thought we could touch on this super quick. Uh, so you did like an efficiency test with Jordan. You had the you tell us what you had the GT line and the wind. No light, light long light. range. Our, it's light. our car, so we have our own right. EV9, which is a a big battery rear drive. It's an out of spec uh, tester. And then we had a press car from Kia, which is uh, a GT line, all-wheel drive. And anyway, we just put them both together. We did a efficiency comparison. There was almost no difference between them, very, very little. Um, so it just shows that I, I still can't figure out why in EPA cycles, Hyundai, Kia, Genesis cars, so a huge gap uh, between all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive when they're doing a front motor disconnect. And you're, right. you know, it shouldn't impact the range at that point at all, other than a couple hundred pounds, maybe a few miles uh, over a full drive cycle. Uh, so yeah. I, that makes no sense to me. And it, in the real world, they were pretty much 
the same. And we had the least efficient and the most efficient because we had other spec differences too right. to further separate the gap. And they were so close to each other in efficiency. Right. Uh, how you've done a range test on, with the all-wheel drive already, right? On both of them. Um, right. Yeah, I know you have done the real drive. So did the just re remind me how close the all-wheel drive got to its range number, EPA range number? Well, Dom, it's difficult to do it that way because we okay. ran them on separate days, which is why we ran these both on the same day. Right, right. Because our 70 mile per hour tests are influenced by outside conditions, of course. So sure. it gives you an idea in that specific environment. And they were not run in, I don't think, identical environments. But there was like 20 miles or something difference between the two cars. Right. Uh, no, I was, I was just saying, not so much comparing the two cars together, but just like the mm -hmm. all wheel drive with its EPA figure. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't oh. know. Jordan did okay. all that stuff. So I think okay. it was 258, 260 he did, and it's okay. rated for 275 or something like this. Okay, so it's just below the EPA number, so that's not bad. Yeah. Um, and and that's close to with the rear-wheel drive as well then. Cause yeah, it, it's close to the rear-wheel rear drive. drive got quite close to its EPA number as well, right? Uh, I, I don't exactly think it, it did. The EPA is over 300. I don't think it was. I think it was 270 or 280. Was it that low? Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it we have it all on our though. website, outspecstudios.com. Yeah. You can pull up all the charts. Here we go. So, anyone's right here. Um, yeah. 286 on light long compared to 304 EPA. Thank you, Jordan. That's close. Yeah. That's not so bad. Anyway, I just want to hit big, that real quick. It's a big SUV three row that can't do 300 miles on the highway, which is right. not great. Right. I mean, with 100 the kilowatt hour pack, I mean, it's not the most efficient thing. It is a brick, but it's like maybe it should have been 130 kilowatt hours. I, I think you need a car in that category on a nice day at 70, which isn't even that fast. Most people drive faster than 70 in America to right. do 300 miles on the highway. Right. So we're going to see that, I guess, with the gravity, but that's still some a little ways away. And that's going to be at just above the price of the e top spec of ev9 optioned out basically and that's where that will start so we're not sure what right. the range figure will be for the base oh. gravity true 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 uh right so let's move along real quick i wanted to hit this real quick, uh fast uh, tom you had a uh a charger review this week the EVIQ, i don't know how to pronounce this EVIQO, right behind everybody you so many people were like so I'm so glad of you, you, for, of your, for your review. Just so now I know how to pronounce the damn thing. It's it's not a good name in, in my uh, opinion. So it's EVCO. It oh. stands for EVIQ Company, uh, which they're making uh, high IQ EV chargers. So that okay. that that was the basis of the name. So yeah, it's right behind me. 48 amp unit um, comes hardwired. So, I mean, comes uh, with a NEMA 1450. So it comes out of the box. It's a little bit 40 amps. You could hardwire it. I went through all that in a video. Um, it actually surprised me, did very well, scored very high. It actually got the highest score I've ever given on the charger rater. Really? It, it got a higher score than the Tesla Universal Wall Connector and the um, Emporia unit on the, wow. the, the charger rater, not on my personal score. Um, and that's why I give two different scores. The interesting thing is the, I spoke to the CEO of this company, and he's been asking me to review it for a while now. He sent me it a while ago, and I've just been backlogged. And he's a fan of my channel. has been watching my reviews. He said, during our whole um, uh, you know, uh, engineering phase of, of, of 
designing this charger, we used your rating systems as a basis of what people want and need in chargers. So it didn't surprise me that it broke my system, the score, uh, because he right. literally designed it to break my system, <laughs> you know, and um, which is kind of cool. Uh, but then I, you know, give my personal uh, score and, and brought down the overall score a little bit. Not that I didn't like it, but I was almost like, you know, I almost got to knock the score down a little bit because, you know, he, he cheated, <laughs> you know, um, but give credit, you know, they, they went out and designed it to like to do well in all my testing things and, um, and, and to have the options and things that I say, I wish the charger did this and I wish it did that. And he's like, he's like, Oh, well, the reason why it does this is because, you know, you said it. the only thing he said was he goes, I just wish we would have integrated a little led light in the connector holster. Cause you always say that you'd love to have some sort of a light so that it's easy to plug it uh, mm -hmm. holster it when it's a dark area. Um, but which he doesn't have, uh, overall scored really well. Final score, 4.55 stars out of five. Really good uh, final score. It got like a 4.9 on the Charger Raider. And um, uh, uh, very well-built unit, too. I was surprised about the robust build characteristics of it. Um, uh, I think this is going to hold up well. It's uh, it's it's a good unit. Um, good cold you know, weather cable. What's that? Good cold weather cable. Yeah, it did. It did oh, the cold weather cable did fine. Um, it didn't do great. Uh, so oh. I didn't give it any extra points. Um, and you know, some of my ratings obviously is subjective. I don't have a way to measure, okay, this cable gets that extra point. It's just how mm -hmm. it feels in my hand. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, admittedly, because it was killing everything else, I didn't give it that extra point in the cold weather cable test. I almost, it was borderline. And I say that in my review, I'm like, you know what, it, it performed maybe good enough for an extra point, but like, you know, if, if he really designed this to score well, he could have given it a little bit better cable and, and I would have got the point. So he didn't get a point there, but it did well. It, 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 it's fine for cold weather use. It, the cable performed admirably. It has a great, really solid rubberized connector, which I'm, I'm a connector geek. You grab that thing, you know, three, 400 times a year, the connector or more. Um, so it should feel good in your hands. It should feel well-made and heavy and rubberized and not like a cheap flimsy plastic thing that you know you feel like it's not going to last long um you know uh overall you know re really good solid unit right on oh what kind of what's the price point and it's, on oh sorry 399 that was one oh. of the best parts about it Ooh. you know for, for 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 a 48 amp unit you know with a 25 foot long cable safety certified energy star rated nema 4 actually ip66 enclosure um what 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 really killed me on that was the uh warranty um, this is where I hit them the hardest, only a two-year warranty. Most of these charging equipment comes with a three-year warranty, but here's the thing. They'll give you a three-year warranty, right? It doesn't cost you anything. Okay. Um, so I know Dom's like, but, but, but you said two-year warranty. Yes. You can buy a third year for a hundred dollars, or you can get a free third year warranty. If you send in pictures of yourself with the unit installed in your house, I don't like that. I'm, I, I just spent $400 on your product. Don't ask me to dance to, to get model. another year warranty. You know what I mean? Like, don't make me stand there and be like, <laughs> like, you, you know, <laughs> to, just yeah, to get an extra warranty. Not, I'm the same way. Not cool, Evico. Not cool. <laughs> so, and and that, that's another probably reason why I took them down a notch or two in my final rating. Um, little things like that bother me, you know, and, uh, um, I, and you know, when I offer my final rating, there's some things I don't even talk about. Um, I look at how they advertise on their website. If it's misleading, 
you know, if they're some, sometimes they have phrases and they talk about how it like will charge faster than other chargers. I don't like that. You know, no, it doesn't charge faster than other chargers. I'm not saying they did this, but you know, a lot of the ads insinuate that it's safety certified when the connector safety certified. And when I see that it, and when it looks slimy, I, I, I call them out and they actually had something in their website that I didn't like. And I, before I even did the review, I contacted them and I'm like, I just want to give you a heads up. That's not cool. And they're like, it will be changed within an hour. And it was, they changed wow. the website and took it off, you know? So, um, but you know, those are the things that all come into these, you know, I'm so geeky with these reviews guys. It takes me like two weeks to make, to do these reviews, D- dozens and dozens of clips and they, they're like the worst viewed videos on my channel, you know, because people aren't necessarily, you know, as interested in this as they are a Tesla Nax connector. I lose money making these reviews, honestly, because it's so much effort I put into it. Like, you know, Kyle will tell you, you got to make a review quick. You got you to gotta bust it out, get it up and, and move on to the next one. I'm stuck for two hours in my, two weeks in my garage making these reviews, but, um, I, it's it's part of what I do, so right. um, you know it's it's I try to make them really thorough. But what I'm going to start doing now, and I know we, we got to move on, is in addition to my hour long thorough review, the following week I'm going to put out a 10 minute condensed version of it. So you don't have to watch the hour long review, but you'll get that first, and then I'll spend some time editing it down and put out a 10 a 10 minute like you know synopsis of 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 the previous review. Um. Okay, just real quick, we have to move. We have to uh, leave really soon. Uh, but I just want to mention, uh, Urban's asking Kyle, when are you testing the BYD Seagull? If you haven't seen it, there is a video on the Auto Auto Line uh, YouTube channel that you should go and check out. It's um, it's our friend John McElroy. He's uh, at a teardown specialist. The name you never can say his name right. McElroy, McElroy? is it McElroy? Yeah, yeah. God damn it! It's just I like a was... Big Mac, like a you got or a right. Big Mac. I thought I thought that was the wrong way last night. I had it all switched around in my head. Our friend John McElroy, he's with a teardown specialist, and they go over the he he test drives it a lot on on the road because it's not it's a Chinese car. It's not it's not uh, we can't drive on the roads here. Um, if but, he ever tests a Hyundai, we're in real trouble with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. But, uh, but they, no, but just, just just check out this. Just check out the video because there's a lot of talk about uh, you know Chinese cars and protecting the uh, you know our industry from Chinese cars. And uh, man, I could talk. I was hoping we had more time today to talk about that kind of a thing. How do a midweek show? Yeah, maybe we should because there's just a bunch of stuff going on. But uh, anyway, I think that should bring us to the end of our show today. If you have any questions or comments, please leave them below or get in touch with us on the social media platform of your choice. Don't forget, if you like the show, please give us a thumbs up, click subscribe, tap that bell icon for notifications. Thank you all very much for joining us, and we'll see you all again very soon. Ciao.